28 hour art check best of podcast we go live monday wednesday on youtube 9 p.m california time and you can join us there live in the chats or watch them later you can always check things out at coreykerr.com slash 48hr we take the best conversations from those live streams and rip them and put them into this podcast Today's topic is our conventions over. Um, and the reason, reason I'm asking that question is because uh, Scott Circlin, who, who we have on as a guest today, um, recently posted a video about how um, I believe you're done with comic book conventions for the time being or for a while or something along those lines. At least that was the. Uh, yeah, more or less. Um, as far as the kind of conventions I've been going to, I want to look into some other kinds, other. And maybe not even necessary comic conventions, but I, I just I think the traditional big pop culture event conventions I just don't see that as a as an option for me monetarily. Uh, at least doing what I'm doing now. I mean, you can always change things around and 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 kind of roll with the punches, and and there are certain things I'm sure I could do. But whether that's worth my time to do that, as opposed to focusing on other other things that I think can bring me in more money. And I, I just, I want to say real quick off the bat, because when I post that video, I think some people got the wrong impression because I had a lot of people like, Oh man, I'm so sorry. And, it, but it wasn't really <laughs> like that. It was just kind of a, just kind of, uh, just one of those moments where you're like, okay, this is, uh, you know, this isn't really, it doesn't make sense for me to do this anymore. Not because, not because I didn't like lose my shirt, so to say, sure. but it's just, I've noticed a decline and I just, for me, taking into consideration all the time that I've been spending, you know, prep set, even, even before I'm there setting these things up and even now getting back, like I mentioned, I still have, I still got to put all this stuff away and I just think my time is more valuable. There's other things that I can do and want to do rather than, rather than conventions. And there's some things I really like about conventions. You know, I like, I like the interaction. I like getting out there and, you know, and talking to people and I'm going to, I'll miss that part of it, but still there's other ways to do that, you know? So, um, so it's not like, don't, don't feel sorry for me. It's, it's just a choice on, you know, it's, it's how do you value your time? And I just kind of came to this realization that, that, you know, my time is more valuable spending it somewhere else. And there's definitely other opportunities for me, you know, so yeah. don't, it's not like a, Oh, what was me type of thing. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't get that from the video. And I, I don't know if it's because, uh, because I know you or because, um, I was looking at it probably similar to the way you were, which is kind of like a, from a business standpoint. Um, cause to me, it just, I mean, it, it, in every, in every situation in a business, like there's going to be a time where you've got to decide to fish or cut bait. Right. And so like, um, that, that's a phrase that I really like. I'm not a huge fisherman, but like, um, when you're looking at, when you're looking at business investments, you, you mainly have two things to invest. You've got, you've got manpower or time, right. And then you've got money. And, um, if either one of those are out of balance in a way where you're not getting a return, um, then, then you have to make a decision on like, okay, um, is this a situation where if I push harder on it, if I throw more money on it, or if I spend more time on it, where it's going to yield a return that makes it worth it? 
or is it time to just kind of cut that line and drop a hook somewhere else? Um, I think that's a normal, it, it might not be a normal thing for a lot of, for a lot of artists to think about, but I think it is a normal thing for a lot of businessmen. Uh, it's pretty common to just be like, okay, we've, we've tapped this market, you know, do we, do we adjust? Do we change? Like you said, you know, or, or do we move, do we move to another one of these, put more resources in one of these other pools, you know, that we've been, that we've been getting more, more fish out of. And for me, it was kind of an interesting, it was kind of an interesting video because, um, you, you and I are in a similar boat where, uh, we both have a little bit of fan art, you know, we both do, you know, a little bit of that, but, but our main focus in our art is not, um, like popular, IPs of other companies, right? The main focus is going to be our own brand, our own thing, you know, kind of our own style of doing things. And, and, and we're, we're in, we're in different markets, uh, you know, um, but both of us are kind of outside of the, outside of the Marvel DC Disney yeah. kind of space. And um, I went, when I, when I did Salt Lake Comic-Con, now granted, the reason I was super interested in, in talking about this is because um, I've done one show. I've been to several shows Right, but I've only I've only tabled at one, and uh, and I didn't I didn't lose my shirt either, but I, I left four hundred in the hole, um, you know, and so a lot of that was because it was my first show, and I had to buy like booth supplies and signage and stuff like costs that won't repeat the next time I table, but I did kind of leave thinking, you know, even if I didn't have those, I would have only made a couple hundred bucks, you know, after like, you know, printing costs and stuff like that. You know, is that worth like three days, you know, and, and doing all this stuff? And and uh, and it wasn't it wasn't again, I agree with you. For me, it wasn't like I was like, oh, woe is me. Like nobody likes my stuff. It was just like, I know my stuff is good and I know that it belongs somewhere, but I don't know that it belongs there. Like there's yeah. just, you know, people would walk up and they'd be like, oh, you know, you can kind of see in their eyes. They're like looking for a character. Then they just keep walking. And the ones that stopped were awesome and it was fun to talk to everybody. Um, but I mean, most people, you know, they're kind of scanning for, you know, Wonder Woman, you know, and Deadpool and something. And then, and then they don't see it and they're like, oh, okay, cool. Because the one, the one that got the most in my booth, the one that got the most, uh, points and people tugging on people's shoulders and have was, was my hut slayer, which is, you know, uh, princess <clears throat> Leia killing Jabba the hut. So two recognizable characters in a big franchise, you know, and, and it kind of drew people in sometimes, but, um, I mean, I sold out of that one on the first day and then, I, and then I didn't, I didn't move a ton of other stuff. And so I'm thinking like, you know, with my book and, and some of the things that I'm planning on, on putting out of the next couple of years, I don't know that any of that really belongs in like a, I, I don't even want to call them comic conventions anymore. Cause like you called them kind of pop culture conventions. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a pretty accurate idea of what they are so i don't know if like yeah. a small press expo or like you and i went to uh, creative south and and mm-hmm. everything that i saw there i could see both of our both of our booths like really fitting into that vendor hall um yeah so i wonder if just like the pop culture conventions are, are just really not where like an indie artist belongs anymore <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I what I'm getting at. Like, and I don't I don't bring any fan art um, to shows. I mean, I the I, there's I do have sites that I don't even promote that like that I have some like mashups or like uh, you know 
pop, you know, parodies and things on some of the t-shirt sites that they're just up there from before and they bring in some money and stuff, but I don't really promote them or anything. And really the only other fan art I do are original sketches, but I don't, I don't really bring those. So, so basically my stuff is all original. And, you know, I sat across from a guy who's super cool guy, but he was just, everything was fan art. And, you know, he, everyone at the show was, it seemed like, wasn't doing very well that attendance was way down everyone i talked to and i if you watch my videos i did go out and i talked to some right. other people so it, it's it wasn't just me and i don't know if it's just this just this convention in particular or if that's i've heard i've heard this same sentiment kind of echo throughout a lot of different people um but you know attendance was down but you know i i see the people that are doing fan art they're still selling that stuff because like you said people know People know it and everything. It's like, you know, and part of me, I don't, for me, it's just not, it's not for me. Like somebody came up to my table and they saw I had some mechs and things and they want to know if I had Iron Giant. And I, you know, I said, no, I don't, I don't really do fan art. I said, I said, I love Iron Giant. I said, I was one of the few people that was there opening weekend before, because it, it wasn't a success. I mean, it bombed at the box office, but I was there. I still somewhere. I've still got the comic book. You know, when I went and saw it, they gave me the free comic. So I love Iron Giant. I've got the toy, all that stuff. But, um, but I just, I, I, I don't. I don't really sell fan art. So um, that's, I want to, I want to, I don't want people to buy from me because it's some character that, that somebody else created. I want people to be interested in what I do. And that's a hard sell. I mean, I definitely, cause I did a video a while back <laughs> and I, and I, the one thing I, I'm going to kind of switch over a little bit, but the one thing I really did like about this show was kind of cool because there were a lot of people that, that know me, knew me from YouTube and, and he, especially a lot of the vendors, because I have those videos out there talking about how to table a cons and things. Yeah. And a lot of the people were like, I, they're more than at least three people told me you're the reason why I'm here. You're the one that kind of helped me and all that stuff. So it's kind of ironic that now I'm the one saying, yeah, this isn't working for me, but, um, but I did a video and it was kind of, you know, it was me kind of being ironic. It was like, these are the things you need to do if you want to be successful at cons and it were all the things that I don't do, you know, yeah. you know, sell fan art, do all these different things. And if you, if you took all that advice and took it, took it literally and did all those things, you would probably be very successful. I think a lot of people did. And I don't, I don't know if that's because they didn't get that it was me being cheeky or if it was, you know, or, or they just said, yeah, well, I just want to make money. So if you just want to make money, do all that stuff. But for me, you know, I'm, I'm in it for some, something else, but anyway, so, but the people that, like you said, you had, you had some people that, that came to your booth and, and, and kind of, do get what you're doing. And I do get, a, I do get that, you know? Yeah. And so I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe moving more towards like things like makers fairs and things like, like yeah. you, you mentioned the design conferences. I just, I just signed up for, uh, you know, uh, Phoenix design week, which I've done once before. And, um, and I'm, they, I know they had a small vendor area. I'm going to see if I can get in there. I definitely want to try to get into creative South as long as I can figure out a way where I can still, participate in some of the other stuff because I don't want to really sacrifice that. But, but I think those people are really going to, they're, they're more into like, Oh, this is a cool design. You know, it's not like where's Captain America, where's black Panther, where's Harley Quinn, whatever, whatever their favorite character is. And again, I love all those guys. I love 
movie. I mean, I've got a, I've got in this room over here, I've got a mural of like all my favorite Marvel and DC characters facing off. I love that stuff. I just don't, whether it's for me, I don't feel right selling it or I just, I want, I want, I want people to buy, you know, um, you know, uh, Steve Ditko and Stan Lee created Spider-Man, you know, that's their creation. I want to have my own creation and I want people to, to be into that. And that's kind of, that's a long shot, but that's kind of what I want. Yeah. And I, I also, and I, I think you agree with this, um, but I also don't have a problem with artists that are that are into doing fan art. Like it's fine. I don't. I don't think there's yeah. anything wrong with that. Um, but but just as equally, I don't think there's anything wrong with you know the attitude of of wanting people. You know, like I think if you're doing fan art inauthentically, meaning I, I think if you're doing it, you know, as a cash grab, um, it's kind of weird, right? But I mean, if that's if that's really honestly what you feel like you you want to spend your time doing and you're way into that, like it's great. And those shows are probably still going to be good for you. Um, uh, Squatchy in the in the chat uh, brought something up. He said the exposure is good, uh, even the, to those. Uh, sorry, the exposure is good even to those few who take notice. Um, and I agree. Like when I when I was at that show, you know, I had uh, I had about ninety something people join my mailing list. You know, and I don't have a huge mailing list, um, and so that's pretty awesome. You know, and it was really good. And I had some great conversations one-on-one as a businessman, right? As an artist, I think, I think that's, you know, invaluable. And I I look at that and I say, Hey, this is, this is wonderful. You know, I love making those connections, um, you know, and, and anybody who gets excited about anything that I made, I mean, it just makes my day as a businessman. I have to look at, I have to look at the cost. Right. And, uh, and when I was in marketing, um, you know, you have cost per impression and you've got cost per conversion. Right. And this is a really like numerical way to look at things. This isn't the way that I view relationships that I make with people uh, through my art, but it is how I have to view um, the way that I spend my money in my business that involves my art. And so if I look at cost per conversion, right, um, and I, I, I count, I don't know, if, if a conversion, one metric would be, um, like uh, like somebody joining my mail mailing list, or another metric might be somebody somebody buying you know something or following me you know on a, on a social media channel or something like that, right? Um, and if my cost per, per per conversion is you know like twenty dollars a person, and I and they don't buy anything, then uh, that's 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 not worth my business money. And so that, that becomes difficult, right? But if you look at, um, if you look at something and if it's like, okay, you know, I put, I put money into this thing and I get exposure out of it. Okay. That's great. Exposure is wonderful. Um, you know, but I didn't see like a huge uptick in any of my social media channels. I, I gained some, I gained some followers, you know, fairly consistently with everything else. Um, and, and along those lines, that's great. Like I love interacting with people, right? So the artist and the human being in me is, is excited about talking to people. The businessman in me is saying like, not that I don't want to do that and not that I don't value those, those conversations and those people. Um, but are there more people and better connections that I could make at a, at a different type of show? And that would be, you know, a better, uh, a better thing. So either I can get, you know, somebody who's going to spend way more 
You know, if I get somebody who spends a couple hundred dollars on my work a year, you know, and it costs me 50 bucks to, to, to find them, like that's worth it. Right. Um, but if it costs me, you know, 10 cents to find somebody that's going to, that's going to do, you know, 10 bucks, uh, that's worth it. But if it costs me 20 bucks to somebody who's not going to buy anything or they spend two or $3, you know, on something that's, that's a loss. So from a business standpoint, I have to look at that and say, that show doesn't seem to be the right show for my work, even though I did meet people and it was cool. Uh, and you know, and I enjoyed myself. Um, it was a net loss both financially and in the amount of money I could have made in the time that I spent doing that. You know, so I mean, it was basically like five days away from my studio. That's a that's a full week. Um, I can make a I can make a decent amount of money. Um, you know, in a, in a full yeah. week's worth of work. Um, and so, you know, you you have to look at the opportunity cost, and the opportunity cost for me at that specific show was way too high. Yeah. So, I mean, so just as an kind of example, based on what you're talking about there, uh, when I got back, I picked up a logo design project that, you know, I mean, I worked on it here or there, but if you, if you compile the time together, you know, maybe I spent eight hours on it mm-hmm. and that paid that, that almost was more than what I pulled in at the convention. And that was in eight hours as opposed to not just the time I was there at the show, but like I said, this stuff is still sitting. I, I mean, I've already done a lot of work putting this stuff away, the prep, uh, a lot of the products and things, which uh, there's so many different factors. I mean, I still have all those products, so I can still right. turn them around. It's not like it's a loss, but but a lot of that stuff, just getting everything ready and the time involved, there's just so much time. You said a, you said like a week. I mean, more. It's you know, I spent a lot of time getting all this stuff ready, and and that's even with. I mean, I didn't change too much of my setup from last year. So most of that was already in place, you know, but there was just all these little odds and ends. And, and like I said, I didn't even have time to promote the show, which I don't know. I mean, that could have made some, you know, maybe some more people would have came out to see me if I did. And by the way, I just want to give a shout out to Victor. Uh, Victor did come out to the show and I got to, so I got to meet Victor. That was awesome. And I mentioned this on Art Kessler's too, but yeah, so Victor actually showed me his artwork and he does some, some really cool stuff. So, so that kind of stuff's cool. And like I said, I'm going to miss that, but I'm thinking it's kind of like, I'm, I'm kind of, cause these shows are basically the, and this is, this is the way they advertise these shows too. You know, I did a whole survey and everything and I don't know if they'll after follow up with me, but I pretty much laid it all out as far as this is why I'm not returning and everything like that. Um, and I think, I think they're probably hurting because I, I don't know a lot of people that are returning, but you know, a lot of, a lot of these shows do have a waiting list. So that's going to open it up for other people and maybe they'll, you know, maybe they'll do better or, you know, it'll give them a chance to kind of experience that. But, um, I forgot where I was going with that. Um, but, um, yeah, I guess I'll have to come back to that. I totally lost my train of thought there. Yeah. But I mean, uh, like, like, like we're saying here, like, um, I might not be going back to that specific show. Um, I'm, I'm still interested in trying different shows, but yeah. I've, I've been super interested in like, like a small press expo or, um, mm-hmm. the library association, you know, throw some stuff, you know, in Vegas and like, um, I think once I have like a finished, uh, like maybe I, I've been toying with the idea of, of self-publishing the tongue cut sparrow, um, you know, and doing like a, a Kickstarter on that. I'm kind of, I'm kind of in this anthology Kickstarter watching 
what's going on and trying to weigh, you know, whether that's going to be, you know, worth doing or not. Um, and I think that that Kickstarter is is phenomenal, right? It is it is mm-hmm. doing super well. I mean, we we funded twenty two hundred dollars, uh, which was our ask, you know, in twenty five and a half hours. That was when it that was when it funded, and so almost almost a day. Um, and uh, but then I also look at that and I think there are twenty eight creators, right? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. me as me as a lone wolf out there in the woods by myself. Um, you know that 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 term is is a term of of uh, describing a situation of somebody who's pretty weak, right? A wolf without a pack, you know, is is not a is not a strong or dangerous animal. They're just kind of you know they usually don't survive. And so I'm trying to I'm trying to gauge all of this, you know, like how how many how many people would actually spend money on a children's book that, that you know follow my work and and that type of thing. It's it's a whole it's a whole different thing. I'd like to get that published. And if I have it published, I'd like to do, you know, like some library shows and do some, uh, you know, get, you know, start sending dummy books out to, out to big publishers and, you know, and, and kind of try that route. Um, but if I, but if I took that, if I took that to like Salt Lake Comic Con or something or whatever they're calling it now at Fan Expo or whatever, um, it, it doesn't have Superman in it. So nobody's going to care. Right. But if I take yeah. that, if I take that to a place where people love books, um, you know, not specific existing IP, um, and they're just looking for decent books. I, I think it could do really well, um, yeah. and so you find the right audience. I think it could be really interesting. Yeah, I, I kind of remember what I was saying, what I was going to say, and like everything's kind of leading. And I know they can't use Comic Con because of legal reasons, but everyone's switching over, like you said, Fan Expo, Fan Fusion, whatever, uh, because it is sort of this fan thing. And you know, the what I was saying about the marketing. The marketing is all like, come see this celebrity, come see this celebrity, get your tickets, get your advance, whatever for this celebrity. That's all I ever got. I got nothing about comics, nothing about anything else, but what celebrities were going to be there. And I know, I know that's a, that's a big thing for people. Obviously that drives people in. I have no interest in that to me. And this is just my opinion, but if, if like, say if a celebrity, somebody that I admire came, was, came down to the floor and was checking out my stuff and I actually had an actual conversation with them, I think that's cool. But paying, I mean, it didn't used to be, you didn't have to used to go pay somebody, you know, they would have maybe stuff for sale or whatever, but autographs didn't used to like cost money. And right. now it's a whole, there's a whole dealer thing where people flip the autographs and stuff like, I, I, if I, if I, if I happen to happen upon some kind of interaction with somebody who happens to be a celebrity that's fine but i just don't to me paying somebody for an interaction that's just not my thing and again that's that's my own personal thing but it just doesn't that doesn't interest me but um you know as far as just the fan experience it's kind of like the way i look at is in some ways well this is changing this is the way things are going so you know in some respects, it's like if you can't beat them, join them. So while I'm not really interested, I'm not going to pay $200 to get an autograph from somebody. Um, I've got a pretty cool con from the Wrath of Con costume. Maybe next year I'll just dress in that and I'll just go yeah. and hang out there and, and, and get pictures with people that want a picture with con and just walk around and have fun that way because that's an experience I've never had before. And maybe even go to some panels and things because I don't get to do that kind of stuff. There's a whole other area upstairs that I don't get to check out. You know, so maybe I'll just go as a as just a regular attendee or whatever. So, yeah, and I, I completely agree. I mean, I I got a uh, way back in the day before I was uh, I was into comic books in high school. And then I, 
and then I kind of fell away from that and everything else. Um, I got a job where I was at San Diego Comic-Con before I knew that that was a big deal. And uh, they, they paid me to film some stuff down there um, for a company that I was working for that I'm not allowed to talk about publicly um, because of NDAs and things. Um, but um, I was down there. I had a blast. I didn't even know there was an artist alley, right? I had a blast. I, I got pictures with Lou Ferrigno. I got pictures with, you know, and they were just, they were just standing there and you just walk up to them and, you know, and there weren't, it wasn't, it wasn't like this weird gatekeeping thing that, that, that seems mm-hmm. to happen nowadays. But you know what that picture with Lou Frigno is worth to me? I don't know. I don't even know where it is. I didn't print it. You know, it was on a digital camera. It's probably on some hard drive somewhere. Um, it was great. I got to meet him. It's cool. You know, I guess there's photographic evidence. It was before social media really was a thing. And so um, I didn't post it anywhere or anything. But I mean, I've met comic book creators and that was a way big deal for me. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, me too. But right. they didn't charge me for their autograph. Right. I think it, the only comic book creators that do that are Scott Snyder and um, and uh, Chris or uh, what's his name Capullo. What's his oh, name? Greg Capullo. Greg Capullo. Yeah, because they're, they're so big. I guess they had a huge line, and I think they were charging. But you know, I just met Art Adams. I mean, I bought his stuff. Yeah. You know, he signed it. I so in a way, I paid for it. But I'm buying the book. I mean, I'm not buying just the autograph. Right. So. Yeah, and I mean. And that's the thing. I, I hung out with uh, I hung out with uh, Ryan Otley at, at Salt Lake Comic Con back when he used to go, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, this guy. I mean, I've got I've got his books up here. I don't know if they're on screen right now, but I mean, he did one of the longest runs, you know, uh, of a single of a single creator, you know, uh, in recent history, uh, with the exception of like Eric um, Larson and stuff. But I mean, Invincible was phenomenal. That was that was life changing for me because that was as I was getting into things and learning about storytelling and get back. And so I got to hang out with this guy. People were just walking by him. They didn't even know who he was. And and he's he's one of the best in the business. He's drawn he's drawn Spider Man yeah. right now. I mean he's up there with, you know he's up there with he's up there with the big guys. And yeah. uh, he's at the top of his game. And and he doesn't go to that show anymore because it's not worth it to him. Like, but I mean, I hung out with him and I wasn't like taking up his time. He was happy to hang out one because he's a cool dude. And two, because like I wasn't holding anybody up, you know, I mean, while I was there, I was probably there for like 30 minutes. Um, I bought a bunch of pages from him that I have up on the wall and stuff. Um, There's like three or four people that came by and like talked to him and knew who he was. And then there was other people that were trying to tell people walking by, like, do you, why are you walking by? Do you not know who this is? You know, or whatever. And, and I've had a number of those types of experiences and and to me that just says these guys are in the wrong show, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. I've heard I've I've heard you know the Southwest is, or sorry, the Northwest is a little bit different. You know, it's a little bit more of a comic book culture, and people understand who's who, you know, up there and things. Um, you know, um, who was it? Matthew Enstrom in the chat saying there's a small press expo in Ohio. Uh, it's the best convention he's ever done. You know, and so I think there's these shows. And I think they'd be good. Finding them seems just super hard. You have to kind of hear word of mouth um, because the big guys, you know, that have all the TV stars and stuff like, like, I don't have a problem with actors and actresses, whatever. It's fine. But like, I don't really care. Like they didn't, it's kind of, they didn't it's kind of weird that. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. That the actor that plays Hellboy is sitting there making $200 off of autographs while the creator of Hellboy, you know, you could, there's really no line to meet Mac Magnola and get a, get a book signed and everything. <laughs> there might be a little bit of a line, but you know, you know what I mean? It's kind of, it's kind of a weird thing, but yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, I mean, whereas I would spend hundreds of dollars to spend spend some time with Mignola just because the value to me as somebody who's trying to learn something, uh, you know, would be huge, right? Whereas yeah. what am I going to learn from the actor? I'm not going into acting. And so, I don't know. And maybe that's just, maybe I'm, I'm not looking at it as a fan. I'm looking yeah. at it as, as, you know, will I be better off because of this interaction? Like if I get, a, if I get an autograph from some shiny, happy person, you know, that happens to be on TV or something, am I better off for that? I don't know. It might be fun yeah. or whatever. But like, I mean, I, I've learned stuff. Like I, I've sat down and talked to these comic creators and just little things that they say like drastically alter uh, the way that I do things I, because I came into this game late and I knew nothing. I didn't even know that people used brushes with ink. That was I, I knew nothing. I thought everybody did every stuff with like with like what I called drafting pens at the time because it's the only thing I I there's no store near me. You know, like I yeah. I didn't grow and so the only interactions or the only the only thing that I've ever had that has helped me uh, learn anything has been on Twitter or meeting artists in person. And so like I go to a show like that, I would love to go like you said as a fan um, and just talk to the artists and just and just enjoy because I like all that stuff. But like going as an artist exhibiting when it's the wrong audience and people aren't there, you know, like they're walking by the artist alley to get to where they actually want to go. I'm like, that's, you know, I, I don't know. It almost feels like panhandling. You know, I'm not sitting there and I, I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to riff on this too much, but I did have, I did have a, a neighbor that was a carnival barker and he was just driving everybody away. With his, I noticed that for the first time at um, at at Phoenix when I was there, there was this, and it wasn't close to me, you know, but uh, but I I usually you know I hear about that, but I I hadn't really seen it, and there was it looked like what it was was people representing some fairly well known comic book artists, like one of them was one that I admire, like. Uh, was Michael Golden, but I, well, I don't think it was Michael Golden, but I think he had people out there that were trying to get people interested in it. And it was kind of that thing, him and another guy that doesn't have a very good reputation at cons, but, but um, just, just, uh, you know, doing the whole carnival barker thing. Oh, come check this comic book. It's, it's by world famous artist, this and that. And it just, it kind of sat wrong with me, but you know, who knows? Maybe that's, that's the thing they did, but they were kind of way up at the front. I was right. back in Artist Alley, but I had never really seen that. Like, okay, yeah, that's kind of a turnoff as much as I like, like Michael Golden's book. And again, it wasn't Michael Golden doing it, but I think they just, I think they have dealers or people that kind of are there to deal that, that artwork and they were kind of the ones doing it. So, yeah. But. Yeah. And this guy, like I had people that would walk over, see my stuff, start looking through my stickers and postcards and posters and he would grab them physically and be like, Hey, come and look at my book. And I didn't even know why he was in artist alley because he was, he was a writer, which is fine, but he wasn't even a comic book writer. He was like a sci-fi. He wrote a novel, which is fine. He's out there wrangling people, bringing them like in a different area, physically grabbed them and moved wow. them over to his booth. From like, my I am booth. so careful. Even when, even like, if, especially if like there's a person that's looking at the person next to me's table 
And sometimes, sometimes their people kind of spill out over into yours. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think maybe they're looking at mine and then I'll notice though, they're just kind of with this other person. I won't even, I just kind of let them, you know, I don't, right. I definitely don't want to try to pull somebody away from somebody else, but that's just, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had to ask him, I was like, Hey, if they're like at my booth, can you not pull them into yours? Yeah. I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to like invoice my, I, I can't, I started counting. This is how petty I am. I started, <laughs> I started counting all the people that he pulled away and I wanted to send him an invoice for like 150 bucks and just be like, yeah. I, I figure I lost about that, that amount of sales. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. But yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. And, um, I'd rather be drawing uh, Scott in the, in the chat says, I think truly unique artists and creators will be weeded out of the big fan cons. Um, but I think we will land on our feet by having a Renaissance in smaller comic book specific conventions. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think things I, are going to go back to basics. I think, I think the, the, sorry to interrupt you, Corey, but I just real quick, I yeah. think, I think definitely these big uh, celebrity cons, they will continue, but I think there's going to be a separation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, I, I agree. I, I think there is going to be, um, you know, kind of a renaissance and and you, you already see it happening. Um, you know, I mean, there's, there's kind of a saturation, I think with, um, you know, we're, we're reaching kind of a, a media saturation with, with specific titles and specific, uh, publishers, which is great. I love seeing those movies and they're wonderful and the TV shows are fun and whatever. Um, but there's this, there's this groundswell of indie that's coming back. Um, and is, and has been happening, you know, for, for 10 years, uh, at least. And it's been awesome. There's been some phenomenal books. There are movies being made from those books that people don't even realize that they're based on comics. Um, and I think I'm hearing this, you know, different podcasts, different people that I'm talking to, you know, you, you talked to several people that are kind of known at that, that show. It seems like this is kind of a common trend. Um, it, and it used to be, uh, it used to be that comics was a niche, right? And now comics is literally the idea generation machine for like, I don't know what the percentage is, but a major percentage of what Hollywood is producing right now. Um, but beyond that, beyond kind of that corporate side of things of, of, of that churn is you have all this other stuff that's phenomenal and it's really good and it will find a voice um, because people people refuse to, uh, you know, to, to just wallow in ignominy. And so they will there, there will there will be an outlet somewhere. Um, and I think you just got to kind of watch for that. And I wonder, is it is it going to be? You know, is it going to go back to basics where we're in we're in the gym of a of a junior high again? You know, um, I'm fine with that. And that might be that might be a significantly better show, you know, than being in the Salt Palace, you know, or something where it's this giant convention center and you've got thirty thousand people there that don't care about you. Um, yeah, I'm really digging just doing these in store signings. You know, uh, it's it's fun. I have I have you know I have a good time just when I come out and. And I, I make a decent amount of money there for just the day I spend there too. And I meet a lot of people and talk to a lot of people. So these smaller things, but again, just based on the work that I do, where it's more science kind of oriented, um, I think these kind of humor, uh, not humor, but these kind of uh, like maker fairs and it, yeah, 
I, I really, you know, I got to bite the bullet and try one of these trade shows out. The only problem is the cost of entry of trade shows are like uh, four or five X what a comic convention table right. costs. But I think ev- there's no one else going to be there. There's like no other competition, no other, anyone else doing anything that I like. And plus, if I go to a, like a science themed event like that, everyone there is probably going to dig what I do. It's going to be, it's going to be like the fan art for them. You know? Right. I mean, if, so yeah. I mean, you get a science thing. I think you could, I think you'd do well at, um, you know, promotional product type stuff. I think you do well at like the New York toy fair. Um, you go to, you go to like Vegas, they've got shows, um, all the time. I mean, I, I was, uh, I wasn't the buyer, but I was, I was working with the buyer for a company at one point in time and I went to a show in Vegas and it was, it was all of the stuff that you see like impulse buys. It, it was an entire show in Vegas, an entire convention full of like stuff that would be at the counter of impulse buys. It was phenomenal. So interesting. And like the pins that you've got and the prints that you've got and, and the stickers and the shirts and stuff, like it, it would totally fit in there. But like, there wasn't a comic book to be seen, you know, and it wasn't an art show, um, but it would definitely, I mean, I could see, I mean, this, this stuff that you're making could easily, uh, you know, sell in, in, in retail stores, like all over the, all over the world. Um, yeah. you know, and you, you, you land, you know, you land one chain store, you know, and you're set, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so it, it's a bit, it's a big, it's a big investment, but the, you know, the opportunity of, of return on that investment is pretty huge. I don't know what that's like is I, I you know, I attended those shows. I, I didn't exhibit at them. So I don't know what the, what the, what the ask is or, or the investment or anything along those lines. But, but I mean, I don't think yeah. any of your stuff would be out of place in any of those places. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know all the, you know, I know like toy fair, I assume that's more, I don't know just a little indie, I wouldn't really consider what I'm doing toys, but I don't know if that would work. But I know the licensing show is, I think, in Vegas is free to attend. It might be cool just to check that out. I know I watched a Steven Silver video where he went to one just to kind of walk around. And that would be kind of cool just to check out. I don't know if it, what it would cost to, you know, bring your own stuff there or whatever. I know uh, back when I was in children's entertainment, I exhibited a thing called Nat P, which was the basically where people go to buy and sell television shows. It was kind of a, it was a pretty cool experience. I mean, that was one of those where there were, you know, because they're, they, you know, the studios brought in, you know, like the celebrities and stuff, but they're not, you didn't have to wait in line to talk to them or get, or pay to get autographs. They're just kind of there to help promote the shows and stuff. So you see a lot of those people walking around, um, but basically just people there making deals, selling shows and everything. It was kind of split. There were two levels. I was on the, the, either the top or bottom. I don't remember which one was the main level, but, um, there was, uh, you know, uh, the main level was all the big, it's kind of like San Diego where they you know, just crazy displays and everything for all these new shows that are coming out. And then the other one is all the little indie guys. But the cool thing was down there, everyone had like these kind of cubicle type uh, modular, you know, setups that you that you get. Uh, everyone had the same, but we came in and we, you know, I created this, this, foam rock formation type thing. So ours totally s- stood out and everything down there. So that was kind of a, a cool thing. And we met some people and some contacts and eventually we did get, uh, get our show optioned and, you know, from there it didn't really go anywhere, but you know, it's, it's really hard to sell a TV show, but we, we got, we got pretty far with it. So I'm kind of proud of what we did, but yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, you know, like, I don't know. I just, I just keep thinking, like, you know, if I were to finish, uh, finish that animated short that I started working on last year, um, you know, I mean, that's that's a whole different market. There's, there's, there's f- the festival circuit. You know, there's, you know, getting getting into animation anthologies, do, doing all that stuff, and, you know, and there, there's, there's just so many opportunities out there that I that I feel like if you just niche down into the one thing that you're aware of um, and that's not working for you, you might, you might lose heart and just say, Oh, well, you know, my stuff isn't meant for whatever, but I mean, I just think, I just think it's the wrong place. I don't know. Cause I keep yeah. thinking, I keep thinking like, I see weird stuff out there. I know my stuff is weird, you know? And it's like, it, it's out there. It's, 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 it's whatever, whatever, you know, qualifier you want to put on it. It doesn't really belong in those mainstream shows, but I think I've got to believe that there's a, there's a market out there for it, and there's got to be there's got to be a show or a, or a convention or a or or a magazine or something, um, you know, some sort of something where it fits into that into that thing. And I just haven't I just haven't found it yet. Yeah, yeah. So I'd rather be drawn. I assume it's Scott. It's either Scott or Dave. I'm pretty sure it's Scott. He says, uh, hook up with NASA Scott. I bet they have employee events. And yeah, I, I have I've sold to people that work at NASA. I've sold to uh, more than a few uh, rocket scientists and things like that. So, so yeah, that's definitely the crowd of people that that dig my stuff. So it, it really is a matter of. But my my biggest problem is I don't. I'm a fan of like my the whole mad scientist scientist thing for me comes from more of an angle of science fiction and me loving things like Frankenstein and that kind of thing. If you get into the hard science, I mean, that I mean, to carry, I can't carry on a conversation with these people because it's all over my head. But um, as long as that's, that's, you know, okay. But I, so I don't really totally speak the language. So that there's sort of a, a, like a roadblock there. But yeah, I definitely, I need to, you know, I need to uh, find where all those people are. So I'll I'll tell you, I'll tell you what though. My cousin is, uh, he is an engineer at NASA and, um, Whenever I get stuck for a story idea, just call them up. And those people are so smart and so interesting. And most of them got into what they do because of the same thing. It's not like, it's not like, you know, it's not like they, they woke up and they're like, you know, like I love, you know, algorithms so much that I'm going to get in. It's like they, you know, they're like, they loved, you know, this TV show or they loved reading this. And, And he was an avid reader. And, uh, and I remember I had this story idea and I, I don't want to give anything away too much, but I just, I just said, Hey, I want to bounce some ideas off of you about time. Um, and it was one of the most fascinating discussions. He was talking about, um, that through certain materials, uh, light travels at different speeds. And so, uh, theoretically, if you could find a clear material that would slow light down, um, they call it slow glass. Um, you could, in essence, leave it for 10 years overlooking a lake, and then you could put that window in your house, and it would basically be broadcasting that light of that scene um, <laughs> because it slowed down the light itself as it passed through, and then it would, as it left, it would go back to normal speed because it was no longer traveling. And so, anyway, like I just look at the, and I have, I have like three stories that I want to do based on the idea that there are certain materials that can like 
impede the progress of light that you can then take somewhere else anyway and that was one phone call with this guy <laughs> so anyway he's yeah he's one of my favorite people to talk to i need to, yeah. I, I the, need to talk the to other, him more but the other good thing about about that crowd um is unlike us comic book creators that crowd typically has some disposable income <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes, yeah i just i true. really this is something I've been talking about for so long, but I really need to work on the marketing and, and, and that kind of thing towards, towards that crowd because I've got all the, I've got all the stuff, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. But. Well, cool. Well, great. Well, this is uh, this has been a, this has been a super active chat. I wish, I wish I could have gotten to more of the, more of the comments, but um, yeah. Um, anyway, so I don't know. I mean, I think it's, I think it's interesting, I guess, to wrap this up. Um, I'll, I'll kind of echo what, what you said at the beginning. Um, in no way should this be viewed as negative. I don't think this is a, I don't think this is a bad thing. I don't think any of us are, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not saying like, Oh, woe is me or anything. And neither are you. Um, I just think this is a good exercise in like the business of art. And, um, like some of my favorite artists, they talk about how very few artists deal in business. Um, and, uh, and, and, and like, if you look at like, uh, Sean Gordon Murphy, like, I mean, he makes business decisions with his art and he talks about why he's doing certain things and he negotiates as if he's a businessman, not as if he's an artist. And, uh, and the dude's a phenomenal artist and he's a great writer. Um, but it's an interesting thing. And I think it's a good process to, to go through, to evaluate, like, am I at the show because I like the show or I'm at the show because it's a really good business decision. Because if I just like it, Hey, spend, spend a few bucks and just enjoy the show. Like it's always more entertaining to, to attend a show than it is to exhibit at a show. Um, but if it's a good business decision, then it's, then it's an investment and you have to, you have to look at that differently. And that's where you're looking at KPIs and ROI and things like that. And if you don't know what those terms mean, um, you know, like brush up on that stuff a little bit because those things are important if what you're trying to do is you're trying to you're trying to monetize your art. If you're not trying to monetize your art, go to the shows that you want to go to, and it doesn't really matter as long as you yeah. can afford it. And I would say, you know, another thing is, I mean, I could probably go, you know, I, like I said, I made somewhat of a profit this year. I could probably maybe go next year and make somewhat less of a profit. But you also have to under you have to also watch trends and see where things are trending. Right. Is it is it worth me to continue? you know, investing my time in something that is just going to gradually drop off or should, is that time better spent looking at something new that's on the up, up climb or up, uh, up swing, you know? Um, and that's kind of what I'm looking at, you know? So. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for having us on. Um, Scott is suggesting that, that, uh, you rebrand NASA, which I'd be all about. I think you should <laughs> definitely do that. Um, if you want to find if you want to find Scott Circlin's stuff, go to cirqueworks.com. Um, all things science and science supplies for all the mad scientists out there. Uh, plus, if you sign up for his email newsletter, you're going to get a bunch of stuff to help you make your own comics for free for the price of giving him your email. If you want to check out my stuff, you can go to coreykerr.com. That's C-O-R-Y-K-E-R-R.com. And I will say this really quick because I forgot to mention this. Um, we are having a contest for the oh. um, for the thing, and I'm I'm slightly in the lead with many many people nipping at my heels. And so, is it slightly? I thought it was. I thought you were. 
No, Marshall's Marshall's within Marshall's within a couple clicks. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because when we first launched the Kickstarter, everyone was saying that mine was far and away the most, and like now I'm way I'm kind of way in the middle somewhere. So, yeah. but I'm I'm okay with that. But I still wanna I still wanna not not because I necessarily need to win, but I the more people that are out there promoting this stuff, the more people are going to get to join. So yeah, and I'm but I'm yeah, the same way. I, I don't actually care if I win or not. I think it'd be fun. Um, but I, but it's, it's like a fun little competitive motivation to kind of, to kind of continue to promote the book. Uh, and so in that spirit, if you would like, uh, if you'd like to check out the Kickstarter and you haven't yet, um, let me just tell you a little bit about it. There are 28 indie comic creators who have written four page, written and drawn four page stories about mythological creatures and cryptids and all kinds of cool stuff. And there is every art style that you can imagine in there. Um, there's fun stuff. There's creepy stuff. There's suspenseful stuff. There's action packed stuff. There's funny stuff. It's, 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 it is, it is an awesome book. One of the few books I think that you could actually say, um, that the, the, the barrier to entry is effort and, and, and somebody who can stick with something rather than, um, rather than fame or, or a lot of other metrics that, that some anthologies go off of because Every single one of the creators has gone through the 100 Days Challenge. Um, it's an awesome book, and it's really cool. And uh, there, there are lower tiers where you can where you can get digital things and stuff like that. There are higher tiers where you get the actual physical book and whatever. Um, and uh, anyway, if you want to do that, go to 100daysofmakingcomics.com slash Corey K, C-O-R-Y-K, or slash, what is your slash, Scott? What's your? Uh, it's circling, but go to Corey Circling. Oh, yeah, so, I'm, I'm t- I, I'll never catch up, so I'd rather you pick the lead there. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> go to mine. Uh, you can go to you can go to Scott's as well, but you go there, uh, check it out, watch the video. Um, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff that um, you've seen me working on behind the scenes uh, over the last couple of weeks um, is uh, what I was making is that video. Um, and so, if you're interested in the, even if you even if you don't buy anything, go check out the video because it's fun to see. All of the creators, I think we got most everybody in there. Everybody who wanted to wanted to be on camera got in there, um, at least a little bit. And there's some cool animation and some stuff where I have like octopus hands and crab claws. Yeah, some and, of those creators are in the chat too, by the way. So yeah. So uh, if you guys if you guys want to uh, if you guys want to post your links uh, in the chat as well, uh, I think I have to approve them, but I'll approve them. So go there. I don't care whose link you you click on or or follow. Um, you can, you can, uh, you can go to, go through Abe's link, which is slash A B I E L. Um, and there's probably going to be some others. And so, uh, <laughs> Scott says they formed an alliance. So uh-huh. yeah, now we're, now we're getting real cutthroat. We're forming alliances. No, I still think you should go to Scott's if you want to, but, uh, okay. You guys are awesome. Thanks for checking this out. We'll see you again on Wednesday. Josh is going to come back. Uh, he went to a show uh, tonight, and so I'm sure he'll have some stuff to say about that and have more comic pages. And we will see you guys in a couple days. We're out. <laughs>